Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Grammy-winning multi-instrumentalist and composer Nicholas Payton. We talked to him the day his new 2021 CD, Smoke Sessions, came out on October 29, 2021. This veteran New Orleans-raised musician got to see his long-cherished dream of leading a session with Ron Carter on bass to reignite the chemistry of the album he'd fallen in love with decades before. He also invited the great George Coleman to contribute to a pair of tunes. We also talked about a prolific career that he has spent in music and is an artist who has opened on a multitude of subjects like music, race, politics, and life in America. Dig this interview. Joe, Joe Domino, Neon Jazz Radio. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Hey, I'm good, man. Thanks for taking a minute out. I appreciate it. No problem, no problem. First and foremost, I just want to kind of ask you about you know, you have a brand new album coming out, and this has been a very strange time on planet Earth. With everything that's gone on, there's been no live shows, very few live shows. How does it feel for you to be able to put out new material and have that chance to really pick up live shows again? Well, actually, the album uh, was just released today. I haven't stopped being productive recording-wise. Um, actually, um, I've most likely released the world's first quarantine, COVID quarantine album, Quarantine with Nick. I dropped that March 28th, two weeks uh, after the uh, formal lockdown. I released another album uh, like a month later called Maestro Rhythm King. Dropped a couple singles throughout. So uh, the recording thing was actually always pretty active for me. I also did a weekly live uh, Thursday night uh, streaming thing for about six months uh, up until fall of 2020. Recording-wise, I've always been quite active. Live gigs is just something that I've began to pick up with, like more work, road work, actually. But otherwise, I, I, I just uh, delved into what I could do, which was recording. During this time, what did you learn about yourself that maybe you didn't realize before that's going to make you stronger now as you go ahead out and do more live shows? That I'm more of an introvert than I thought. <laughs> uh, I, I knew I was always, you know, uh, a bit of an introvert. An introvert, extrovert, as my job requires me to, to be in front of people. But really, I um, derive energy perhaps more from within than from without. I think it just uh, really heightened my focus and caused me to go within even deeper. And now, at this point, I just feel like my creativity and musicianship, even though I was super productive before all of this, I, I feel uh, even more amped up now to be more creative. And I think it caused a lot of growth, both personally and professionally. Your album comes out today, Smoke Sessions. Do you do anything special on album release days? How does today feel for you to have an album come out? Not anything particularly special. You know, I'll probably post something about it uh, just to let folks know that uh, today is the formal day of, of release. But otherwise, uh, still in here working and practicing uh, just like every other day. With this particular album, it's a, it's a wonderful album. I've had a good Thank chance you. to listen to it. What are you hoping the, the fans that download or buy this album get from this? What do you want them to feel from this album? Uh, you know, Joe, I put all my work into the, the creative process on the front end. Uh, once it's released out into the world, in some sense, it's not mine anymore. It's, it's up to the people to dis decide how, if they wish to receive it. 
how people perceive a project uh, and and take it in if they will to some degree none of my business I, I can't gauge that factor I just hope that people will listen and accept with their open ears enjoy the ride as much as we had creating it so I'm curious going back to the very beginnings of your life what gave you the jazz bug what brought this love of the craft into you was it a musician what how, how did all this begin as you may have heard Joe I'm, I'm not a fan of that word jazz. I prefer the term black American music. But how I got initiated into the music was through my parents, uh, both of whom were musicians. My dad played uh, bass and sousaphone, was part of a lot of early New Orleans R&B classics like uh, Lee Dorsey working on a coal mine or uh, Aaron Neville, Tell It Like It Is, and also was equally adept if not more in the more straight-ahead trad New Orleans scene and more modern uh, styles. Uh, my mom is a former operatic singer and a classical pianist. So I grew up not only in New Orleans, which is quite a uh, wellspring of creative and very uh, culturally relevant music is kind of where all this started. Directly in my household, I had the benefit of parents who were accomplished musicians and are. My mom's still around, so how so I what, start. What was the first live show that you saw that really blew you away? I mean, I was going to shows when I was in the womb. You know? yeah. So it would be too. Yeah, I, I can't ever remember music not being a part of my life. I do remember just being a, a toddler and, and crawling around on the floor at, you know, looking at some of the world's greatest musicians right in the comfort of my own living room. But to me, they were just like family, like uh, sort of uncles and aunts, so forth. And, and years, it wouldn't be till years later that I uh, understood the magnanimity of it all, of, you know, seeing people like Professor Longhair right in my house, who's just, you know, who's friends with my dad to me. And then years later, I discovered how great and masterful all these people uh, who were coming by were. What have you learned over the years from the legends and luminaries that you've been around that you, in turn, have used to teach younger players that you get on the bandstand with? Well, I guess the the biggest thing is exactly that, that it's a continuum and that we pass on what we learn from our elders. That's how the music stays alive. And to be a part of such a lineage is an important mantle to take up, which is why I've been such a vocal champion of doing my part to try to protect the music and the culture so that uh, the ideals and the very fundamental principles remain intact. And that's not to say that the music shouldn't grow and change with the times and evolve. That's also a part of the tradition. The tradition has always been that these foundational elements are the backbone of, of, of uh, what makes all of this come together. So, uh, been committed to, to helping preserve that in very tangible ways over the years. Uh, most recently, I've begun teaching at Berklee College of Music in Boston, uh, where, you know, I impart all the things I've learned from the masters, which are <laughs> too numerous to, to even recount. Uh, I, I would accredit pretty much everything that I've learned about this music through uh, my time and tutelage with the elders and the way I pay them back is to ensure that other future generations with whom um, many of whom are no longer here to 
say in part that that it's incumbent upon me to share what they share with me. So you have mentioned the word evolution a few times, and you've always done that in your career, and you've always stayed relevant throughout a pretty long career. How have you done that? How have you maintained that uh, integrity and that evolution in your career as you've moved forward? Uh, it's just a part of life and growth. I don't really think about it too much, you know. My music changes and evolves as I change and evolve. I think the problem becomes is that people are tend to be afraid of change, which I feel like the artist doesn't have or shouldn't have that luxury of being comfortable in that sense, that our life, life's work should be in the taking of risks and the breaking down of false societal constructs and boundaries, which serve to keep us apart and serve to make the art form stagnant. I got into this because of that daring nature of the music to be on the edge. Uh, it can be a, a daunting task, but to me, I knew what I was getting in when I signed up for it. I feel like it's creative suicide to not uh, allow space for growth and change in not only your music, but as a person, artists should be committed to being better every day. What is it that you like the best about being a musician? Every day you wake up, you have the chance to practice and perform and make something that makes a lot of people happy. What's the most pleasing part of this uh, life for you, being a musician? Uh, I think to, to know that you can impact people's lives and, and, and hopefully enrich it in a positive way is uh, perhaps the greatest gift. So let's say tonight you have a dream and you run into your younger self around the time that you were starting out to become a professional and you could give your younger self one piece of advice and this is by no means a regret question. It's more of the wisdom that you've accumulated over your life. What would you tell your younger self? To practice. I don't think I realized the benefit of practicing boring scales and etudes every day until I was about 30. The idea that if you just played these exercises over and over again, You'll be better. It didn't dawn on me until, you know, well into my career. I would tell my younger self, who didn't used to like to indulge in those tedious activities to, to do so. Wish I had gotten an earlier jump on that part of it. Now that we're returning to the stage and, I mean, fans are going back, musicians are going back, what do you hope we all realize? Maybe a new revelation or a new just wisdom that we get from the power of live music as we return now. That it shouldn't be taken for granted, that which we thought would be here and we'd have access to that all the time, that it's quite possible that life circumstances create, can create a situation where you don't have access to go out and listen to live music. So I just hope fans and artists alike strengthen and fortify their appreciation of nothing is, is in life is guaranteed. We should uh, appreciate and treasure and value the art of being able to make and share this music because it's not necessarily a given. Everyone has a perception of who you are, your family, your friends, your fans, your students. But ultimately, you live your life. You have a perception of who you are. Who do you think you are? <laughs> that's so many things I, I, I don't even I don't think we have enough time to say all the, the different things that I am I can say though that um, I'm not too much concerned with how I'm perceived as much as I am about what I know myself to be 
And even that is not something I'm too attached to because that changes every day. As I said earlier, like I, I'm on a path and a mission to grow and to challenge myself to do things that I didn't think were possible for me to do. And the moment I can't do that anymore, anymore is the moment I cease to be alive. So I'm not even the same person I was a week ago, you know, so much less a month or a year or years ago, you know, I'm, I'm constantly evolving and changing. And that's not to say that I'm better than anyone else. It's just that I'm, to me, my life is about being committed to exactly that. That's my purpose here, to strive to be better the next day than I was the day before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I say that to say, you know, to who I am is, is, is even though there's foundational things that never change, you know, the, the overarching thing is that I strive to zero in on the bullseye and, and be a bit better. Nicholas, thank you for taking some time out today to talk about the new album and your life in music, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in New Orleans, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that tasty music. And thanks to Nicholas for his time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Neon Jazz on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com, and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.